I'm Chelsea Pites, your real estate social media coach, and my mission is to help real estate and mortgage professionals to feel confident using social media platforms and build a powerful personal brand without the overwhelm of wondering if you're doing it right. Imagine how you'll feel when you create a smart, strategic, and sustainable social media strategy that not only gets you in front of your ideal client, but also allows you to focus on what really matters, helping people build wealth through homeownership, not scrolling through feeds or stressing about what to post. If you're already in real estate or soon to be on your way and you want to understand how to over leverage free social media platforms to help you grow your business, you're in the right place. Let's dive in. Another Clubhouse friend, somebody that I've met on Clubhouse and have actually gotten to meet in person recently at the Forward event in Las Vegas, which how epic was that event? It was so incredible, really fun, great speakers, great people, great energy. And um, I met Candice through Clubhouse, which if you're not familiar, is an audio app where you would jump on during the pandemic and you would talk to groups of people like Zoom but without cameras. And immediately I loved your energy and you were speaking my language. It wasn't like heavy rule following for social media. It was simplifying, making camera confidence accessible, branding. So that's what we're going to talk about today is is all of those things in our conversation. Candice, let everybody who's listening know who you are, what you do, and how you got into the industry. And then we're just going to dive right in. I love it. So hi, thank you so much for having me, Chelsea. My name is Candice Morales. I am a brand strategist at Sell It Like Sirhan. I help real estate agents build their brands online. And I also have my own agency where I help to build visual brand identities for real estate agents. So logo design, color palettes, that kind of thing. Because I know that sometimes a barrier to showing up is like not feeling like you look professional. So um, we got that. And then also personal brand consulting. So anyone who just is like, I don't know who I am or who I want to be. And I don't know what I should talk about because I'm just unclear. Um, I help people get over that as well, because that's also a barrier to showing up on video. So I just like to take away all the barriers for people and make them feel clear and confident. Because once you have that clarity, making videos is easy. Absolutely. I love that. So I want, I was thinking as you were talking, I was wondering about okay, those barriers, right? There's all these barriers, limiting beliefs that happen around content and content creation. So if you were going to be coaching, which I know you do coach agents on this, where should they be starting? Should they start with the branding, which is, you know, the the color palettes, the logos, or would you say, let's get started somewhere else? Like, where are you starting out with people? And I know that you're likely meeting people where they're at anyway, but tell us sort of what that looks like. What if you're like, I'm not really sure about this whole thing. Where should they be starting? Always starting with knowing who you are. Mm -hmm. So there's three questions that are my favorite three questions to ask. And the first one is, who are you? Who do you serve and how do you serve them? If you can answer those three questions with extreme clarity, then everything else is so much easier. So the, who are you question really trips people up because they're like, wait, what do you mean? Like, who am I as a real estate agent? And it's like, who are you as a human? What matters to you? Why why do you care about doing this? And, and, you know, when I think about that for myself, like I'm 
a woman who was an educator turned entrepreneur. So I taught middle school for many years. I was an education nonprofit after that. And about six years ago, I started my own business, but it was because as a single woman, I would have never had the opportunity to own the house that I wanted to own being in education because one income in education, like I was going to get lucky if I ever in my life made a hundred thousand dollars a year. That was going to be extreme luck in the in education, right? And I was like, I can't live like this. And I can't just, you know, wait to get married to do the things I want to do. Like that doesn't make sense to me. And so I left education to start my own business with a coaching background. I was a coach there. And um, that really gave me the opportunity to see like people are making as much as I made in a year, in a month in a day, <laughs> right? Like, and, and it opened my eyes to what's actually possible. And that's what drives me is the idea that sharing the type of content that I share can help change a woman's life and, and, and men's life too, why not? But it can help change a person's life. And that's why I'm so passionate about sharing about creating a personal brand, designing the way people think about you. People think about you by the content you put out and you get to design that content, right? You get to shape how people believe that you are. Mm -hmm. And, um, and then you get to step in and be that person, which is also exciting. Like you always have the opportunity to decide who you are. You always have the opportunity to pivot and change who that is. And uh, I learned that. And now that's why I'm passionate. So when I think about who am I, that's what I think about. I'm an educator turned entrepreneur who's driven by this, idea that people can change their lives if they want to. And personal branding is a great way, a tool to help you do that. I love that. I didn't know you were a teacher. That makes oh, yeah. sense to me now. I did not know that. And I was going to say, wow, middle school. That's like, I mean, I feel like all grades are challenging. That would be scary for me. Well, um, <laughs> my favorite now, teachers were my middle school teachers, just letting you know. So shout out to my middle school teachers, Mr. Lindsay, loved you. <laughs> I mean, if I can wrangle in a group of middle schoolers, I can wrangle in a group of realtors. So you know. I love that. And I think you're right. Is like figuring out who you are. It sounds easy on the surface, but it is hard. And you go through this with your clients and asking um, open-ended questions and really figuring out what does drive that person. I think another challenge is on the, the other end of what you said, the third one, which is how do you help your customers? That's where I see a lot of us get caught up. And even I sometimes get caught up when I'm looking at my own story, because we're obviously too close to our own story. How are you helping them figure out like what exactly does differentiate them from their friend who also has their license in the same market. I mean, I, I think it really goes back to how you spend your time and your values, right? Your values make you operate differently. And so understanding those things can help you to understand, you know, how you serve them in a, in a unique way. And everyone serves their clients in a unique way. Everyone serves their clients in a unique way. So if you're sitting back right now and saying like, no, mine's just kind of ho-hum, it's probably not. And you're probably just too close to it to understand. Like I, I was with a client a couple of weeks ago and I was like, oh, so do you send a closing gift? And she's like, oh, I didn't tell you this. We've been working together for a few weeks. She's like, 
we have a whole gifting strategy. I was like, you have a gifting strategy. She's like, yeah, at this point we send this gift at this point we send this gift. Like she, she had it all planned out. And then two times a year, she like delivers gifts to her past clients. And she has those all planned out too. And I'm like, so hmm, you, you do have a unique way that you serve your people. Yeah. You're just not thinking about that. And she's just had to sit back and, and really take that in and understand, oh, that's so normal to me. Mm-hmm. I don't realize that that's special or, or different. And then, then we dug into like why she likes that, like why is she passionate about that? And she loves seeing people's faces get excited. And she loves getting people the special thing that they didn't think that they, that she knew about them. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, she loves that. And so we were able to put that in as part of her, as part of her brand, as part of who she is. Um, and so I love that. that be too close. And so ask a few people around you, I would say three to five people around you, some people that know you personally, and some people that know you professionally, they probably have better insights on, on those types of things than you do. And so building your brands online, digitally, social media, it's all one and the same now, right? And, and, and obviously visual video. And I think everybody who's been alive in the last two years has been forced on video, whether you liked it or not, which I think is a good thing um, because, you know, it's here to stay. So you do a lot of coaching around showing up on video. And so um, let's specifically talk about one platform that I know you've been showing up on and you've been testing and learning, which I think is important to let people know that when you are an expert, because you are an expert at what you do and the people listening are an expert at what they do. Don't get confused that expert means you know everything. Because I feel like when somebody is still on that learning journey and you're curious and you're open, I think even you use the word curious, um, that is the mark of somebody who truly wants to be incredible at what they do. So that when I tell you that I look at Candace as an expert and she is experimenting and testing with TikTok, that's amazing to me. And I'm doing the same thing. I'm doing the same thing with Instagram. I'll be doing the same thing with TikTok. We're out here learning and sharing. So what are you doing over on TikTok and how are you showing up in short form content uh, on video? And what does that look like for you right now? So I'll share this because, you know, we're always all learning and growing. And for a year, our friend Giselle was telling me to get on TikTok for a year. And I, I wasn't listening I, to her. I get the same message. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and, and so finally, the beginning of this year, I was like, okay, um, I'm, I'm going to commit. And so I did. And in my first month, I made 93 TikToks in 30 days. And wow. <laughs> that's a lot. 93 TikToks in 30 days. That's a lot. I got three new clients. Mm-hmm. Strangers. Awesome. Yeah. I love Don't it. Don't follow me on other platforms who just found me on TikTok and was like, that's what I need. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I was hooked, right? Because like, that, that's awesome. And starting a new platform can be scary, but the thing that I loved about TikTok and in that month, I was really learning about the culture of TikTok. It's much more casual and a lot less polished than Instagram. Mm -hmm. As a matter of fact, the people who try to make videos that are too polished, no one really loves them. They're just like, "Mm," you know, they, the authenticity seems like it is the thing on TikTok. So you'll see a lot of people with no makeup with their hair, not done in bed, making a TikTok, like, you know, in their car, walking their dog and making a TikTok. Um, where I think in, in, 
Instagram, it's a little bit more polished, right? So I learned about that. And um, I learned that going live on TikTok is also a great way to connect with other people, um, you know, human to human. So I was going live on TikTok in my first month and people were coming up and talking to me and I was just having conversations kind of clubhouse style. Like they'd just come up and go live with me and we'd just talk about anything that happened. That sounds fun, but also scary. (laughs) I mean, it, but yeah, sure. Both of those things, but it's just, you know, a bunch of real estate agents who are following me. And oh yeah, of course. Like, yeah. And yeah, yeah. everyone's super cool. Um, and it also gave me lots of ideas for content because any questions that they had, I was like, oh yeah, I should make a video about that. I should make a video about that. Um, so, you know, trying new platforms can definitely be scary. I still don't know everything I would like to know about TikTok. Um, but what I consistently since January, I've gotten clients on TikTok every month since then. And so um, I'm almost at 6,000 followers today awesome. and nothing has really gone viral. Everything's just kind of middle of the road, but people are talking to me and what else do you need? How often are you posting now? I mean, I know you're doing a challenge, but like, let's just pretend you weren't doing a challenge, but like, how often would you post like on a normal? Yeah, I probably like, probably like four posts a week. Okay. And are you batch creating that content and sitting down at one time and making a whole bunch of stuff or just like on the fly? So I have a, a weird hybrid combination of those things. Same, um, me too. Yeah. I am a weird so, hybrid combination of those. So I might be like sitting on the couch watching the Kardashians and then something will pop into my mind and I'll be like, maybe I feel like I can yes. make some content. And then I'll yes. get up and like knock out 10 pieces of content and then I'll sit back down on the couch and then maybe edit them while I'm sitting there. Um, so I am kind of that type of creator, but when I notice that I'm slacking, then I will go in my calendar and for the whole week, I'll put like 30 minutes to an hour every day for content creation. And then I have to stay accountable to that. Um, that's when I'm slacking, but I usually have five to 10 videos in a queue at any given moment, just because on those moments when I'm inspired, I knock them out. Mm-hmm. And, and that happens pretty regularly for me. Like some idea will pop in my mind and then I'll, I'll be in flow for a while. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. I feel like my inspired videos, they feel different, or maybe it's just because I'm watching myself and I, I know that I felt different. I don't know. Then a forced video, forced video. I will still put it up there, but they're not as fun for me. Yeah, I agree. I feel like when I'm in the zone is when it just hits me. And that's why I don't, I think, enjoy, I have to work harder to make it look less canned I guess not the right word but you know what I mean like there's a difference between like I just got it on the fly which is kind of like stories which is why I like stories so much which is like a perfect segue to getting into the next topic is you and I were doing a, a really fun webinar recently and you had talked about some tips for creating content and stories and how people have this you know this limiting belief that it takes too much time and you have this really really simple breakdown of time And I hope that you'll share it here because I thought it was like the most simple, but yet best, easiest way to describe how you'd be showing up in stories. Okay. So if you're new to stories, I just like to tell people you need to be on stories one to two minutes a day because you can't argue with me about two minutes. Like no one can argue with me about two minutes. Everyone has two minutes. So what I like to do is at least one of those minutes is you face to camera. You're talking, you're giving a home tour, you're sitting in the parking lot at Starbucks. I don't care what you're doing, but you're talking to the camera for one minute. In that one minute, you want to include one engagement sticker. 
It could be that question. It could be that sliding scale. It could be a poll, but you want to include an engagement sticker in that minute. And the other minute can just be photos if you'd like, but, you know, make them engaging um, in some way, or it could be about an upcoming event or whatever. You don't have to be talking in those, those, that last minute. Um, but every single person who responds to your engagement, you are going to DM. You're going to say, oh my gosh, yeah, me too. Or can you believe this? Or thanks for that. Um, I feel that way also, whatever, whatever you ask them, you're going to respond to every single person, whether they agreed with you or disagreed with you, you're going to talk to them because what happens is that's how you build community. You make it really easy for someone to talk to you. I, I've had a few times where I've been out in public and people have been like, oh my gosh, I, I follow you on TikTok or I follow you on Instagram. And um, then they talk to me and then they're like, oh yeah, it's like so great talking to you. Like, I, I'm sure you get so many DMs. I, I don't want to DM you. I'm like, no, DM me. I, I respond to every single person. Right. And I think it's really important that you, you build that culture by if people are just doing the stories or I'm sorry, if they're responding to your stories, answering a question, answering the poll, you make it easy for them to understand that you want to talk to them. Right. And I think that's really important. So two minutes every day, one minute you face to camera, the other minute it can be anything else, but people just really want to see what's going on. If you got a new air fryer, they want to know if you, you know, if your puppy threw up in the hallway and you're embarrassed because your neighbors are walking by and you're trying to like wrangle your puppy and, and pick up the throw up and it's a disaster. We want to see all of it. And my dog just threw up in the elevator. Well, so we need to talk about your air fryer story. <laughs> I'm going to share this really quick story. Speaking of dogs, um, when we were at the event, uh, someone came up to me, a friend of mine uh, came up to me and said, oh my gosh, I'm afraid to ask. And I didn't want to DM you. How is, how is your other dog Piper? Is she still with us? And I'm like, oh yeah, she's totally there. And I was like, she's like, I haven't seen her very often in your stories. And so I was concerned and I'm like, see, this is the thing. Like people are consuming, they're watching, like, even if like, they don't say anything and you had an uh, awesome story about your air fryer and a recipe and what happened from that conversation. So just share that. Yep. So I don't know, I don't know how long ago now, but I got a new air fryer. It came, Amazon delivered. I opened it up. And when I opened it, the box said fry. Yay. And it was Friday. And I was like, fry yay to air fryer. That's funny. Mm -hmm. I'll just go on my story real quick. And I, I just got with my air fryer and I was like, Hey, here I am with my new air fryer. I'm so excited. Send me all the recipes. And I dropped a little box where they can send me recipes. I can't remember 15, 17 people sent me different recipes, you know, chicken wings and fried pickles and all these things. So one of the girls sent me a recipe and I said, Oh my gosh, sounds delicious. Definitely going to try it. And she's like, yeah, you know, send me a picture or whatever. And she's like, and Candace, by the way. And that, by the way, was the mm -hmm. opportunity to connect with me and tell me I've been wanting to work with you and this, you know, and, and she hired me on the spot because she sent me a recipe for fried pickles or something like that. And yeah. the thing is, I gave her an opportunity to talk to me, a non-threatening opportunity. I wasn't asking her to buy a house. I was right. just being a friend and sharing my life. And, you know, I'm sure that we're, we're really busy, but her seeing me gave her the chance to say, hey, oh yeah, by the way, I've been meaning to connect with you about this thing. Let's do it. 
Um, and so that was really easy. So I like to think about giving your audience opportunities every single day to interact with you, giving them opportunities to know, like, and trust you. And when they feel like they know your life, that's really helpful, especially for me as an introvert. I I don't know if you're an introvert. I am. I am. Yeah. As an introvert, I know I love it if I just have something to talk to you about. So if I saw Mason in your story and then I saw you at the event, I can be like, oh my gosh, how did Mason's science fair go? Mm -hmm. And I don't have to do some small talk that I really don't care about. I can pick a topic that I was interested in and ask you. And that makes me feel so much better. And so as an introvert, I think about that. Like, am I giving people something to talk to me about? Mm-hmm. And keeping it easy. Like you said, the stickers are so easy, easy to engage with. I mean, you know, the question sticker takes a little bit more uh, right. effort, but the poll sticker, the, te- you know, the testing sticker, the quiz, I call it the test yeah. quiz sticker, really, really easy forms of engagement. Um, and so I love that. So try to aim for that one to two minute, you know, two minutes a day, one minute face to camera put a poll sticker in there. It doesn't have to be on every single one. And, you know, yes, if you have a community that's growing and is more manageable, how amazing to be able to actually see each and every person who participated in that poll and you could reach out to them, right? If, if you so choose, maybe there's only five people, five people is, is a perfect amount of people for you to actually go and talk to. If it's 500, Wow. Yeah. We're going to go talk to 500 people. So, um, yeah, then, I love, I I love do that. If I don't ever have 500 people responding to my polls yet, but when that happens, I think I will go on to my stories and be like, thanks to the 500 people who responded. <laughs> um, I will still acknowledge them. Like yeah. that is so important. And I think that we don't do it enough naturally is like acknowledge people for engaging with you because mm-hmm. every human being wants to feel seen heard and valued. If you can make a human being feel seen, heard and valued, they'll always remember you. And that's what marketing's about, right? Like how do we become memorable? Well, by making people feel good and being a resource for them. Well, I'm going to ask you as our final question, a question you asked me, and I thought it was so interesting. Um, and I've been thinking about it. I'm like, that was a really good question. You recently asked me, what is my most annoying piece of social media advice? So I have to ask you, which by the way, my answer was people doing things differently online than they would never do in person. Um, So what is your quote unquote, most annoying social media tip? Just show up. (laughs) Oh, that sounds simple, right? Just show up. Yeah, because people think that there needs to be like 20 steps before they start showing up because they need to learn every single aspect of it. But I'm sure that you would also agree. You don't know every single thing about Instagram all the time, right? Right. Every time, any given day, who knows? And I don't know every single thing about it. And I don't know every single thing about TikTok, but I show up anyways and every time I show up, I have an opportunity to connect. So if you are not currently showing up, you're getting zero views. Mm-hmm. If you made a reel today and you got 20 views, that'd be winning. Yeah, absolutely. And so that is my most annoying advice because it seems oversimplified. 
And it both is and isn't oversimplified. I love it. I love it. I could not agree more. This has been super awesome. I love connecting with you. And I'm going to put all of your information in the show notes. You can follow Candice. Just find her at Elevate with Candice. You can look at that website. You can find her on Instagram. And let's go give her some support on TikTok as you are growing your influence over there as well. So thank you so much for coming on the show. And thanks everyone for listening. And we will see everyone next time on the next podcast. So thanks everyone. Bye. Thanks so much. Thank you friends for listening. And if you haven't already, please subscribe so you never miss a new episode and consider sharing this podcast with your real estate and mortgage friends. And if you haven't already grabbed your free downloads, 100 Real Estate Content Idea Starters and my guide to making better Instagram reels for real estate, you should head over to my Instagram profile at chelsea.pites, that's P-E-I-T-Z, or you can visit my website at chelseapites.com. Until next time, see you then.